Hey guys, happy Thursday morning, August 29th, and uh, I told you guys, I warned you not to get too excited, enjoy the fact that we won three games in a row, but we knew it was going to get ugly at some point, and it got ugly fast last night. In fact, I had back to school night last night, so by the time I turned on the game, it was already ugly. Of course, I'm monitoring it on my phone in the school because... It's pretty cool. The schools down here in Florida actually have cell service. That was different than back home. So, uh, as you guys know, Stephen Wojcikowski gave up five runs in the first inning. Then uh, Richard Blair gave up three runs in the fifth inning to make the Orioles lose 8-4. to four. Orioles offense put up four runs. I see that as a win. Chris Davis hit a home run, a two-run shot. That's a big uh, positive. I don't remember. I guess it's been the month. I think it was like August 1st or 2nd when he got his first home run, beginning of the month. So about a month between home runs. Not the Chris Davis of old, but it's nice whenever Chris Davis can do something to help out the team because it is a struggle. Villar is still hitting the ball well. Two for five yesterday. Uh, Mancini got a pair of hits. Santana got a pair of hits. So it's the usual guys. Uh, it's disappointing to see Blair give up three runs because the bullpen has been doing really well. After him, Tate and Yanoa and Scott came in, all did well. But Blair got a little frustrated. He was obviously frustrated when he left the mound, went back to the dugout, and got in an argument with the third base coach, Flores, Flores about apparently about some defensive position in where he thought I guess our guys were in the wrong position isn't that the problem with the shift is like if you do it it works and it benefits the pitcher if you do it and it doesn't work the pitchers are going to blame you for being out of position so I don't know pitchers I think I think pitchers benefit a whole lot more from the defensive shift than it hurts them but that's not what they want to hear when it hurts them and when it's not in their best interests, but yeah, I think, I don't know, it's interesting, I haven't heard a lot of pitchers come out and talk about the shift, I think it's because it benefits them a lot, but, because we know it hurts hitters like Chris Davis, but, uh, it's interesting to wonder, like, do they want the shift, or would they rather all their guys just being in standard positions for every pitch, not sure, I'd kind of like to hear more of that, but what do you think about the fact that this is the second time in the month that we've had an argument between a player and a coach in the Orioles dugout that can't even wait until it gets into the clubhouse. That it has, that the frustration level has reached a point that it is blowing up in the dugout. I mean, I guess it's a step above on the field, but I don't know. I also understand it's completely, none of this is a big deal to me. And I don't really care. I don't know how it feels to be the worst team in baseball. To lose 89 games this season. And with no prospects of improving. And everyone writing about how you're horrible. And people writing about how even this rebuild season's not working well. Which is a total lie. If you look at all the stats, the Orioles have had a really good season for a deconstruction season. There's lots of good things to look at, uh, mostly on just the fact that 
we're tearing down in order to build up. So, a uh, good article, I think it was on Fangraphs, about the fact that the Orioles are having a successful season at the bottom. Even though everyone wants to trash them and say Peter Angelos is the problem, the Orioles are doing fine in the tanking department. Hey, I mean, if anything, that's what this loss does, is a loss to the Nats, which they should. No surprise there, but that helps them in the tankathon for the draft pick. In fact, if I pull up the tankathon right now, they are now three and a half games back from the Detroit Tigers. Obviously, that's second bid. Okay. I don't care. I really don't think there's a big deal between the first draft pick and the second draft pick. Like, they're both just a crapshoot. So we'll just wait and see what happens. But it will make that series in Detroit next weekend interesting. Like, that really could come down to, like, a, a big swing in the tanking of, do you want to win? Do you even want to try? That'll be interesting. The Orioles have an off day tonight, which is good. Um, and then this weekend, they play the Kansas City Royals for the weekend at Kansas City. And Kansas City is not having a great year either. They are 47 and 87, which puts them slightly behind or slightly better than the Orioles by about three games, I guess. I haven't pulled up, looked at the tank and records for them, but. You know, 40, they got 47 wins. We got 44 wins. I'm going to call it a three-game spread. That's how my math works. It may be different, but I'm going with the three-game spread. But uh, outside of that, not much news in Birdland. Tonight, the Ravens play their final preseason game, which is great. If you didn't think any – that you were frustrated that Lamar Jackson played – didn't play in preseason game three and that they called it early and that we didn't really see any stars except for a glimpse of Hollywood Brown. Guess what? It's preseason week four, which is even meaningless. I guess it means a lot for these guys who are going to play because they're on the bubble and trying to get a spot. Some of them and some of them are playing preseason week four and the coaches already know they're going to be cut. But you put them in here because you don't want to hurt your, your guys. You don't want to hurt the 53. So, another meaningless game. I'll tune in. I'll check it out. Um, I'll find one of these shady sites and check out the game because I am not paying $300 to watch preseason football from the NFL. I will pay you when the actual games start. I'm not paying for this crap that's on the field now. Other than that, my life is focused on Dorian. And I want to talk a little bit about that after the break. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's now the home for Section 336, 336 Daily, and Film Study with Ken McCusick because it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Everything you want in one place. You can record and edit on the website or the app. If you don't know what you're doing with audio, no problem. And they take care of the distribution. They get you onto iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Spotify, all that stuff. And again, they'll help you monetize it with little ads like this. So go ahead and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. All right, Hurricane Dorian, let's get to it, because this Dorian could be my first hurricane. It's my first time being down here in Florida with all this hype, and where this hurricane's coming in, and 
I, I've joked on, I don't know if I mentioned it on my dailies, but I mentioned it on 336 before in the past couple of weeks. It is entertaining to see the weather forecasters like talk about the calm before the storm and all this getting ready for hurricane season. So here's how it's gone down the past couple of days. This, they talked about Hurricane Dorian and how it was going to go, might hit Puerto Rico. You guys all know that because that's become national news with safe Puerto Rico or whatever. Then they, they, so it was supposed to hit Puerto Rico and like South Florida. Then something happened and it slowed down and they're like, oh no, it's a category two. Now it's a category three, it might be a category three by landfall and it's going to hit the east coast of Florida. The east coast of Florida is a big area. I mean, to put it in perspective of like you guys back in Baltimore, because I know that's where a lot of my listeners are. It's, you guys know I just moved down here uh, almost two months ago. So to put it in perspective, it's I know it's four hours to Miami from where I live, and it's like a two hours to get out of Florida. So I'm going to say Florida takes six hours to go across, even though Miami's not even the furthest south. There you got the keys and everything. So let's say there's eight hours of Florida. So that means from Baltimore, you could go all the way up to New York City and all the way down to Richmond and make that area of Florida. And imagine if the hurricane forecasters are all saying this hurricane's going to come and it's going to hit somewhere between New York City and uh, Richmond or Norfolk, whatever I said. And imagine then if they say every then every local forecast is saying it's it's going to hit you direct and and if the map points at the hurricanes coming in to Baltimore every time we do we we know how to do this in Baltimore we know how to do this in the nor- in the northeast cuz we deal with it with blizzards and you guys know how a blizzard goes what happens when a blizzard comes you go and you get milk eggs bread you get ready to make french toast you store all that stuff away you get some canned goods, you grab some bottles of water, maybe, but, and if you have well water, you prepare for power outages and all that stuff. So how does it work when you prepare for a hurricane? And again, that blizzard stuff, what do you go to the store the day before? Maybe you're at the grocery store when the flurries are coming down. It's not quite that way for hurricane as I'm figuring out. As people freak out early. Storms not coming until Monday. Yesterday was Wednesday. Yesterday's when I got a little concerned because I don't know how to handle a hurricane. So I said, better to be safe than sorry. So I send the wife. Yesterday morning is also when it upgraded to a Cat 2, so that got my attention as well. So here's what I did. I sent the wife. I said, hey, stop by the grocery store. Pick up a couple cases of water. I don't know why, because I've got water that comes out of the tap. But everyone's freaking out saying you need water during a hurricane. So go grab a couple cases of water. Uh, my family doesn't like the taste of the tap water down here anyway. So get bottled water. We use it anyway. We buy it anyway. Just buy a few extra. So she went by Publix. Publix is amazing. It's the best thing about Florida. It's like if Chick-fil-A owned a grocery store. Like the nicest employees, the greatest food, the deli section's awesome, the bakery's awesome. There is nothing bad about Publix. They got beer and wine in the store. Like, there's nothing you can say negative about Publix. It's the best grocery store I've ever been to. So, my wife goes by there yesterday morning around 11 a.m. Sold out of water. The entire store doesn't have a single bottle of water. I was there two days ago doing some standard grocery shopping, 
and the owl was filled with water. They have an entire owl of water because it's so hot out here, everyone's always having water bottles. Everyone freaked out. There was no water. Now, they say they're getting more, but they went out of water and like just because it went from a Category 1 to a Category 2. It's crazy. So I decided I started asking questions. And, you know, <laughs> my questions always start with, don't make fun of me. If you guys got a whole bunch of snow down here, I'll help you guys out. But I don't know a hurricane, so is there anything I should be prepared for? And they told me, be prepared to lose power for anywhere for a few hours to a few days to a week. Uh, so just be prepared for power loss. So I said, no problem. I said, I can do this. Uh, then I thought about the heat and realized, oh, that sucks. At least when I lose power in, in Maryland because of frozen power lines or something, no problem. Heat goes out, just get under a bunch of blankets, uh, start a fire in the fireplace, all good. So what do you do in Florida when it's 100 degrees outside and you lose power? I guess you need fans. So we got a couple fans, no problem. But we lost power, so we got to power these fans. So I said, all right, I'm going to do it. I considered it multiple times in Maryland. I never did it. Everyone down here does it. It's time. I'm going to go buy a generator. So that's what I went for yesterday. I went out to the local Home Depot, which for me is about... 25 minutes away from home, but I'm on the road a lot for work anyway, so I went and bought to the store to buy a generator. Not only is Home Depot now out of generators around 4 o'clock yesterday, there's a bunch of people at Home Depot pissed off that Home Depot doesn't have generators. Generators are not cheap. Like, you're talking, like, anywhere from $400 to $2,000 for a little portable generator, and then they got some that are even more expensive. And they sold out of them. People freak out down here. So what's the news say? Where does it say it's going to hit? I don't know if I can trust these newsmen, these weathermen. I know which weathermen I can trust about snow. I also know which weathermen freak out and always say, better safe than sorry. No, I know we didn't get any snow, but it was better to predict three feet of snow just in case. I've been in Maryland where they close schools and it doesn't snow. I know how weather works in Maryland. Should I trust the guys down here? I started to. And I ordered, I went on Amazon. I ordered flashlights. I ordered an all-weather radio, even though I made fun of people that did that in Maryland because I had other ways. But, hey, you're talking long-term power outage in a state that I don't know. So I ordered the radio. I ordered batteries because I told you before, the guy on the weather station keeps freaking out about you got to buy AAA batteries. So I ordered some AAA batteries. I also ordered D batteries because that's what my flashlights take. But I got triple A's because the weatherman says to get triple A's. Uh, I'll have to let you guys know if I end up needing those triple A's. Uh, so I ordered all that stuff on Amazon because people down here are freaking out. Couldn't order a generator on there. I'm considering today ordering like a long battery backup that would charge like phones like a dozen times or something. But I haven't decided on that yet. Probably going to order that later today if I don't find a generator. Just to be safe rather than sorry, as the Baltimore weather guys would say. Um, but anyway, this morning I'm watching the news, and yesterday they were very, kept showing the lines, going south of Jacksonville, south of Jacksonville, south of Jacksonville. Guess where I live? Just south of Jacksonville in St. Augustine, right where all those lines were showing. So I'm like, all right, I'm being prepared. It'll be cool. I love weather. I think it's cool. It'll be neat to experience my first hurricane. 
So then I turn on the weather again this morning, and what are they saying now? They're saying, well, all these lines show it going through South Florida, south of Orlando, Miami area. And, but then they do this caveat. But we here at the Jacksonville Weather Center believe it's going to go further north. So, okay, so what am I supposed to do then? Am I supposed to believe what all your maps say? Or am I supposed to believe this guy who is saying that he believes it's going further north? Because isn't it convenient for him if it goes further north? <clears throat> he is the Jacksonville weather guy. If he wants people to freak out and watch him all day, then there's no point in him saying, hey, it's not going to miss us. It's going to go down to Miami. So is he saying this because he really believes his models are showing this? Or is he saying this so that I will tune in every 30 minutes to see what the latest forecast is? I don't know. And that's what I'm figuring out. And that's what I'm going to learn on this first hurricane is how much can I trust the weathermen in Florida? So that's going to be my lesson. That's something I'm going to share with you guys. Because after all, I know this is a daily Orioles podcast. But I'm also going to talk to you about what's going on in my life. As I drive around to different homes, it makes it really nice and easy to just go on this and uh, just talk things out. So I think you might hear a little bit more car talk, maybe a mix of studio and car talk. Uh, but I am going to get a better microphone for the car. So thanks for sticking things out with me. If you got any hurricane tips, send them my way. And I'll be sure to let you know how things go down here in Florida. Talk to you later.